Yeah, people were not hat night. Wait, where knives is out? Not glass n- onion. Glass no, onion. glass onion. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. I thought it had something to do with a pineapple. I had the like a pineapple or some sort of fruit in my head. Hey, yeah, you know, onion. you're on the right train of thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's so funny, dude, because uh, I remember th- this is what always ends up happening with with uh, any kind of conversation like this. Um, you know, we ch- we try to be thoughtful and uh, calm most of the time and uh, react to things or talk about like movies and television in a way that's like, hey, like let's actually have a discussion. Let's let's not yeah. let things get uh, too emotional because you know, uh, Joseph, the uh, my uh, my emotions and my. Um, uh, my ability to think uh, can work simultaneously together. That's not the quote. Oh, but... that's because you're a big boy, David. Yeah, yeah. What was that quote from Barbie? I was watching. Was like, yeah, you know, I can hold emotions and uh, reason at the reason same time. Reason at the same time. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm glad you remember that. Dude, this has to be a caricature. Like, Dude. Um, that was so bad i'm like did y'all like sometimes people just don't think remember that uh, what you sent me this weekend please think before you tweet something out it was that (laughs) (laughs) that was the same thing with that line in that movie i'm like y'all should have thought about that a bit more yeah that one and then like you know there that one i sent you on tiktok of the story about the the youth pastor or whatever <laughs> oh man. Oh dude. Uh, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, oh no. He uh, was not thinking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it simple, Speaking folks. Of not thinking, you know. I watched the newest Transformers movie oh, last night. You know, it's been in the back of my head to watch it. What how how'd it go? It's better to me than the flash because i couldn't get through the first 15 minutes of the flash before i was like yeah nope i'm not doing this i refuse the flash is i i i I was sincerely thinking about this after finishing it it is like on the edge of being worse than indiana jones Ooh, like yeah. I think Indiana Jones is still worse, but I I did not think that there would be a movie that would be within like range of Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the fl- dude, the, there is a it's okay, pretty bad. The, I I I might have to eventually find a picture of this. There's a uh, um, I feel. Are we within? I'm a spoilers for like one minute. So if you don't want any spoilers for the Flash because you haven't seen it yet, I'll be done in in one minute. But I have to spoil if, this to be able to explain it. Um, and if you haven't seen the Flash, don't worry about watching it. Just save your time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't recommend it at all. I think it's definitely one, top three worst movies of the year for sure. Uh, absolutely, without any doubt. Uh, one of the top three. So we all know that Michael Keaton it plays Batman in this. Um, yes. And it it's kind of, the movie's all over the place. I mean, it, it doesn't, it's so, the first like hour, it's a two and a half hour movie, I think. Let's see if they have the runtime on here. Uh, they don't, but it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's two hours and 24 minutes, so about two and a half hours. The first hour and a half of this movie, dude, is so boring and it meanders and 
it's like they couldn't figure out what they really wanted to do, and they're trying to set up this whole thing with like the double Ezra Millers, which is its own problem in and of itself. Um, and he's like, Ezra Miller is so irritating in this, and then they put two of them in there, and there's all of these moments where you know that they wrote a joke, and then they're like, pause for crowd reaction. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, oh my goodness, folks! Like, and you know, I, you know, we are the uh, the number one neurodivergent podcast in the world, so we are allowed to say this. He acts like a spaz through like the whole movie, and to the point that I was saying, like, did they write him to be some form, like, have some form of autism or like some sort of spectrum type thing? Because he he's just like, it, it it's like. Ah, there's like something off-putting about his performance in that. Um, but okay, and here's where the spoilers come in. Spoilers. That could just be his uh, private life seeping into. The- yeah, it could be. Oh, dude. Oh man. Um, Michael Keaton dies. His Batman dies. Yay! And it's supposed to be this like emotion-filled moment, and they show a picture like, and so much of this movie is CG. And they sh- they show Ezra Miller like holding him, and the camera uh, switches over to Ezra Miller's face, and it looks it looks like you're looking at him through the other end of a bubble. So his face is all like stretched out, and and it it looks like his head is in a bubble. And uh, dude, I started laughing so hard. And I was like, "Who let this through? Like, who let this through?" They just saw that scene, and they went, "Yep, yeah." This movie's done. Let's do this. Perfect. Yeah. This is this is something that we can release. And all it makes me want to do, and spoilers over, um, all it makes me want to do is see Batwoman or Batgirl even more now. I I need, we need to, to start know. A campaign for them to release that. Movie. They let Flash into theaters, and right. they wouldn't release Batgirl. And you're telling me that Batgirl was worse, like. They're like taking Batgirl out is the omission that it is worse than the Flash, and I Which need to pretty, see this. Pretty bad. I need to see this. I also think now I saw an interview with David Ayer, you know the guy that did uh, he he wrote uh, or he directed Fury, and then Suicide Squad mm-hmm. was his next movie. I need to see the air cut now. I need to see what this man made because he has convinced me that they butchered Suicide Squad in the edit so much that whatever he put out was a significantly better movie. Man. And I, I need to see it. I need to know what it what it was. It'd be nice for them to release the air cut now. I didn't I didn't realize that. I'm not surprised yeah. though, and I wouldn't be surprised if Warner Brothers did that. But if his movie the air cut is four hours long. You can forget it. <laughs> There's no way they could have done it. No, I think what it is like all these people standing Zack Snyder. Look again. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think Zack Snyder is like the best director in the world. I think he's a good director. I think. There's, you know, with certain <laughs> types of properties. But yeah, that Justice League movie, Josh Whedon's was infinitely better in my opinion. I yeah, I didn't really care for either of them. I I didn't either. But that whole I, DC. Much less, if I'm gonna have to watch, choose one to watch over the other, it's definitely not gonna be the four hour black and white one. Yeah, like in in uh, f- four, almost four by three. 
aspect yeah, ratio. Like, that was the I remember when that thing came out and I turned it on and it's in this like it's in that format and I was like what is this? And for because I I think uh the lighthouse came out before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the lighthouse is in a similar four by three format. Now I know those aren't the exact dimensions of at least Justice League, um, but the idea with the light it was intentional, very intentional with the lighthouse, because you were supposed to get the feeling of watching an old timey black and white movie that isn't in like modern widescreen with you know like very cinematic. It it was supposed to uh, purposely be that way. Uh, and, which is one of the reasons why that move I, I like that movie so much. Um, uh, what up, Matthew? It's okay. I hope Melanie's doing okay. Yeah, I hope she is. <laughs> Old Bible time. I have to check it out. Um, I think she's reading like a chapter a day. That's pretty cool. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah that is. Yeah, I've seen some of that. Some of her stuff on social media. She's got a good voice for it. Um. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So. Yeah. Zack Snyder's. I, I I find him to be incredibly pretentious. Um, he seems that, to. That's just because you're not an Arthur David. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, I am not an Arthur. You know, name. I could never in my life make something uh, like Army of the Dead. Uh, would never happen. Um, I hope. <laughs> I, I hope did. Rebel Moon is one of the best movies. Just to make Dang, it that much worse I, for listen, you. Listen, no. Here's the thing: is if he made something and it was legitimately excellent. I'd be like, great. I'm I'm happy that you have made something that I want to go back and watch. Um, and I like some of his older stuff, uh, but I think he like is three hundred. Yeah, I think three hundred's a a competently made movie. I think it actually holds up pretty well. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch too. And did he make Noah too? No, that was um, uh, the guy that I think it's the same guy that did the whale actually. Mm, that explains um, that. Noah. Uh, that explains why I didn't like either one. Oh, Noah Noah was not good. Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, so the same guy. Okay. It's pretty good. I remember that. 5.8 on IMDb. So it seems like most yeah, people agree that, that that wasn't very good. Personally, never liked Snyder. Never will. Dungeon Master really Master. I, I can understand Hello. Understand that I don't really have a problem with old Snyder, but he's like I'm, you know, like, eh. you know, uh, yeah, he he's good, yeah, he's good with uh, what's that position called? Director of photography. He's really good with, for the most part, with setting up a scene. Well, he's got he's got looking. vision for sure, and or at least the people around him help him with that. Because like that's the thing is like it, I, I wouldn't be able to confidently say where a lot of that is coming from without being there you know mm-hmm. like is oh. what Snyder's actual involvement versus what is his DP doing um and you know because some crews man and and it, it makes you wonder sometimes with someone especially with someone like Snyder um where is like his vision getting in the way of the movie being made um yeah you know and and this that's that's kind of the thing is like uh I guess Quentin Tarantino's maybe retired it, it seems like we keep hearing that he is um but he's kind of another guy that like at this point no one can tell him no um but he still makes competent movies yeah you know you may not nec- of, it may not be your thing but speaking of Zack snyder 
when I first saw the right before I saw the Rebel Moon trailer, I saw a tweet from Geeks and Gamer I, Gamers. I can't remember what it was, but I remember thinking it would be funny if, like, on the intro scene, and it said directed by Zack Snyder, if underneath it said not affiliated with Geeks and Gamers. <laughs> you remember from that yeah. interview of this? Yeah, yeah, that was the thing that actually put um, some of those guys on my radar because I think at one point the only person that I was really watching was Eric. Um, and Mauler. That was too funny. Um, and, uh, uh yeah, yeah so, well, they learned, hopefully. Yeah. Well, Transformers, that movie was just really corny. It was a bad children's movie. I understand, I understand that I'm not a demographic for that movie, yeah. but that was a bad children's movie. And probably the funniest part in it was when the, the eight prime says, and my name is Optimus Primal. I, me and Kayla died laughing. <laughs> it was just like the uh, whole movie is just very corny. Uh, Things don't really flow well. Even the action um, isn't, you know, that amazing. Well, and did it do it? Okay? Basically, at the box office, yeah. I don't think it did that well at the box office. I don't know. Look it up. What was that one called? Do you remember? Rise of the Beast, I think. Rise of the but that cracked me up and then one of the so there's maximals which apparently are going to be stronger than the autobots if i understood it correctly that's kind of a bit confusing because they say yes and then they say like no later on too but um it uh one of the maximals name is a cheetah and their name is cheetor <laughs> well yeah yeah well okay so <laughs> but like jo the Joseph. eagle's name isn't Igor or whatnot. <laughs> Eagle tour. Yeah, I listen, I understand. The 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 Transformers Transformers in general, the beast stuff, it's from a different era. And I I, I guess that era doesn't hold as much nostalgia. Like I used to watch the cartoon when it was on. Like they had a really, really bad looking CGI cartoon of like Beast Wars. Uh, which was yes. there, that part of the Transformers thing. And, like, yeah, Cheetor was a thing, and, yeah, it's not great. But, I mean, you know, some of that, it, it, it it's tough to be, like, it doesn't work today, I guess is, is really the thing. But then again, if they made a, uh, oh, shoot. Uh, a competent movie, then I probably wouldn't have Yeah, it may not be it. as big of, of, of a deal, because I was trying to think of, uh, what's the... What's the show with the the cat people that were it was like uh with Lion-O oh. and He-Man? No, it's like that. Someone in the troll room knows what I'm talking about. Um I don't know what you're talking about. I, it's not GI Joe. <laughs> something cats. Mirror cats, I know. Cat cartoon. Oh, I know what you're talking about too. <laughs> I typed it in and it brought up some show called SWAT Cats. That's definitely not what it Thundercats. Oh, Thundercats. Yeah, Thundercats. Yeah. Thundercats is what it is. Um it, I got there. It took me we had to go down some detours, but I got there. But Thundercats is one of those shows that the naming convention is still a little weird. Like Lion-O is their leader. Snarf. Um, oh yeah, I forgot. Tigera. Yeah, Tigera. So it's there's an era probably from the 80s into the early 2000s where it's like that was just the naming convention for a lot of things um yeah. now obviously it wasn't everything and some stuff uh was 
better and I think holds up now. But yeah, I that's it's a crazy tangent to be uh, specifically talking about with that. But I don't that's know. That's not why the movie was bad. I just laughed at the at the name. The movie was bad because it's extremely corny. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. And it doesn't I mean, it doesn't help. Next level cheetor. No, next level corny. I mean, not not bad like the Flash because it's one of the, it's it's bad but it's funny. You know what I mean? That's what the Transformers Rise of the Beast is for me. It's not bad and unentertaining and just bland. It's bad and hilarious throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, and the budget for this movie was two hundred million dollars, which is high once you include like marketing and other expenses. As high as five hundred million dollars. Um, okay, so it potentially so it money. grossed, so it grossed only four hundred and what basically thirty nine million dollars at the box office. Thirty nine million? What are you talking about? The worldwide box 439 office four hundred and thirty nine million. <laughs> That's what you missed. <laughs> I thought I said four hundred. No. at the beginning. Oh, I just said. <laughs> I was like, what? Four hundred and um thirty nine million dollars. Yeah, I Transformers doesn't have the appeal that I think it once did. Uh, they yeah. they were trying to so with this movie in particular, from what I heard, they were trying to um, uh, ride the nostalgia of the two thousand and eight movie because most of the the kids who went to go see that now are like in their twenties, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they were trying to hit that age range of like, oh man, I really liked that first Transformers movie, and maybe yeah. they fell off and they weren't thinking about it. So it's like s- trying to be some sort of nostalgia for them, and then now they're, well, I mean, I don't know how, it, you know, who knows how most of them felt about it, but if it was anything like it was when Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, um, came out in two thousand eight, I think it was two thousand eight, two thousand seven, two thousand, I think it was two thousand eight. Um, oh, excuse me. And everyone was like, oh no, what was this? Uh. You know, I feel for him because it seems like history just kind of repeats itself. Um, that's interesting, though. All right, you got to watch it. I will eventually. Um, I have. I have to actually start doing some things in my life that I enjoy on the kind of like entertainment side because, and we're not there yet. We're going to talk about it. I, Wheel of Time almost broke me. This this episode, yeah. dude, it almost broke me. I I was about to just be like, we can't keep doing this um and we'll get into that because um i was i i i looked into some stuff uh i watched bits and pieces of Desperu's videos um and he did help me confirm a couple things that made me feel better about the fact that i couldn't figure out what was going on uh in those first three episodes yeah because <laughs> it's, it's all out of whack dude yes yeah, there is. are characters from the in this season that aren't even supposed to be there like they don't exist yet and they like spoiled this most recent episode, dude. If if what they revealed is true, they just spoiled something that ha- I'm three books into the Wheel of Time, and they just spoiled something that hasn't happened yet. That's not surprising. That I'm aware of. I'm pretty sure that's the case. That um uh, what's her face? Uh, Celine. Celine is, is still. Celine's just she like she's still around, but like they haven't revealed anything about her Land her mystery. Her name. So yeah, Landfear is her name. Uh, supposed to be something like that. Yeah, and like, she's supposed to be a Forsaken. I want to say, dude, it's so frustrating watching this because it's like, oh god, no, we're not there yet. We can't talk about this yet. We have to get <laughs> we have to get into the first topic. Um, that's fine. Let's I'm see. Yep, true, spoiled that. Okay, cool. Yeah, Matt, uh, Matt confirmed that. 
Um, they they confirm, you know, they spoiled something in, at the end of the first season too, uh, about like the way that uh, the time like time has worked within this world, and it just it's it's infuriating. Yeah, the show is extremely infuriating. I actually took some notes regarding it. Um, Not many, but okay. Let's let's talk about this uh, Starfield. Yeah, you can call it drama if you want to, but that might be a little uh, a little much. All right, so um, I'm gonna play this clip uh, that you put together for us, um, and then we're gonna just read some of the comments, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it for a few minutes. Um, People and then, got mad at me. Yeah. Um, they, try to hurt, they try to hurt my Fifi's. They, they try to hurt your Fifi's. <laughs> Seems like some of them had their Fifi's hurt. All right, here we go. Was mad about Starfield including leftist ideology into their game. I'm not hearing anything. It's not pronouns. coming through. And it actually reminded me of Tolkien's essay on fairy stories. And essentially, as you hear me? makes the same point. <laughs> yes, Joseph, but I'm in the middle of the clip. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. No, I'm sorry. I I wasn't hearing it come through of the uh on YouTube. That's what I was trying to say. I mean, it should be. Can can troll room confirm yep, nope. one way or the other? I think I think mine just buffered on me a split second and I didn't see the emblem. Go ahead, okay. sorry. Okay. In a more aggressive way than Tolkien, but it's the same thing, which is what Tolkien said, is that you can't have any kind of escapism in art if it draws They're saying it's really quiet. I don't think I can turn it up any more than this. Hmm. 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 Okay. I'm going to have to. There's see. no way you can turn it up, you think? No. My desktop no. My desktop already, audio is already up as high as it'll go. Uh, uh. Oh, no. Doing it live. I know. Um, I'm gonna have to teach you how to boost the audio on these things. I think. <laughs> no, I, I mean I did boost the audio. I bumped it up to uh, almost 100. You back to the world you're escaping from. A person is not going to be able to escape from it. It's going to break their immersion. If it represents in any type of way uh, the real world and stuff we have going on right now. And as is completely right. And people who think well, it's just pronouns. I mean, if somebody wants to play the game, they could play the game. No big deal. But you have to at least be able to acknowledge how this has drifted into every single form of entertainment, and, and not just entertainment, every aspect of our lives. He was about starfield okay so your 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 take isn't anything i mean you're not screaming you're not yelling those are kind of anything yeah i can yell you're you're not calling anyone names um shut up you idiot <laughs> and you're asking people to sort of just like acknowledge that this stuff has you know been pervasive um in every aspect of our lives and it, it it's tiring because as we know uh well there's a couple things that that people forget about this clip for one reason or another like they're ignorant they're willfully ignorant um you know they're just uh you know trying to uh feed off of controversy whatever the case may be um because as his whole rant came like seven hours into i think his second stream i don't even know if it was the first one um, maybe Troll it was his first. Maybe it was his that. first stream. Um, 
And he makes a lot of other points in his rant besides the pronoun thing and even besides the thing about like the clone who was cloned from a man or whatever. Um, and uh, you got a lot of, uh, quite a few comments from this. Um, so Joseph, uh, have you ever heard of making mountains out of uh, a molehill? I have. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, let's see. I'm just going to say that while this pronoun thing may remind you of your stance on modern politics, there are people in the world that this serves as a form of escapism for. Uh, getting that little extra bit of control in character creation can make a world of difference <laughs> for people other than you. Don't invoke token just to say you hate seeing the expression of others. What? <laughs> I said, so it's... <laughs> most, most of my time spending when we read a lot of these comments are just is me laughing. And yeah, saying, I know. I was, I was cracking up too. I just responded to that one. So it's political. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, if you let pronouns ruin a game, you deserve to be miserable. And it's like, who, who don't even play the game? <laughs> That's the best part of this is that I don't even play the game, bro. I I've played a little bit of it, and I want to play a little bit more, but it is so bland. It, it's I, I I'm wondering if there are some places. Everything that I've seen of this man, it's just got this very bland, boring. Like soulless feel to it, yeah. Like the color schemes are all kind of grayscale, if that makes sense. So it's everything is just sort of like dour, and you know, it 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 doesn't feel like there's a lot of heart and life to it. Um, Mm. you know, even in something like Fallout, which kind of has a similar vibe as far as like it is after you know a nuclear apocalypse, and there's like people with their skin half melted off and you know things aren't like exactly great but it's got this like uh vibe to it that's a little like dark humorish um and i just so far i haven't gotten that from starfield mm. um, the funniest thing that i did was making my character oh, yeah. did dis- you select the right pronouns yes i did it's disgusting um you know it, it dude honestly <laughs> it's on the discord you'll have to go check it out if you haven't looked at it yet under the video oh, game tab um okay it, it's it's pretty, i'm going there now it's pretty good um <laughs> that's great <laughs> that's disturbing <laughs> it's pretty gross dude um but yeah it's like okay so let's see what else we got um but yeah no uh Go ahead. Who's the gaming company behind this? Bethesda. Okay. And they're the ones that created Fallout, right? Um Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. Uh Fallout, Elder Scrolls. Um those are really the two big ones. I'm sure there's some smaller stuff that they've oh, done that I might not be thinking of. A lot of the comments or some of the comments we got too were just people being like, I didn't let it affect my enjoyment of the game. You're dumb if you did. And I'm like, I literally said in the clip, if you listened, it's cool. It's if cool you if you want to play, play the game. Yeah. And no one is talking about care. whether you, you are allowed. And, and you know, this is the same. It, it's a different topic, dude, but it's the same, like, uh, 
like smooth brained comments that we get from people where they're just putting words into your mouth, my mouth, whatever the case may be. They're not actually listening and engaging with what is being said there. Um, they just, they, you know, they're trying to go straight in for all of that stuff. Um, I did like this one. This guy said, my pronouns are his majesty. That usually gets him. And I said, thank you for gracing us with your time, sir. Um, <laughs> That's great. Uh, let's see. But it's just disingenuous. I think people get, it's funny because a lot of the people saying it doesn't matter. And that once you get past the opening scene of creating your character and choosing the pronouns that, you know, there's nothing else left this quote unquote, uh, in the rest of the game. And it's like, well, then why does it matter? Why is it there to begin with? Yeah. That's, you know, why does it matter? Uh, yeah. It for a long time. Seems to matter to them. Um, it, it seems to be the case. Uh, and uh, you know, we talked about, uh, uh, here's a couple things. And whenever we talk about this stuff, because, um, I don't ever feel the need to defend any of these guys. I, it's never really the direction I want to go. The only reason I'm bringing this up now is because people are now commenting about us commenting about it. <laughs> like that's, right. that's all it is. As is a grown man, he can defend himself and people can choose whether or not they actually want to engage and listen to what he's saying. And I understand that not everyone uh, connects with the way that as um talks about these things mm -hmm. but that's just the way that he does it like i i you know it, it's it's it, it's like i'd be hypocritical if like i was like oh you should stop doing that in the same way people in our comments sometimes will be like you can't like, i'll see if i can find one but people will be like you shouldn't talk about it like that or like yeah you should you should do this um oh yeah Trying to tell us what to do. And like, no, you don't get to come here and make demands. It was, hey, have you thought about making it like this? Have you thought about this aspect of it? Um, but no, I think there's someone else we've talked about before in the past. Um, yeah. That is a reviewer to where, like, I'll catch a few of their reviews, um, but I won't, I don't listen to them that much anymore because they're so hot-headed in their response and everything's elevated and aggressive and just in your face i'm just like bro chill yeah yeah you know what i mean and i get it it's you know that rage bait sells i mean it does we could easily do the same thing um and again not that people who are quote-unquote included in the rage bait aren't being genuine they could be uh maybe they're just you know come at it from a less objective standpoint than us and more emotional aspect. Oh, Maybe yeah. it just triggers them more. Yeah, that's that's what it is. There's, I, I think it's rare in a comment section to actually see someone trying to be like, well, here's where I'm at with that. You know? Yeah. Or, hey, I, get them, I heard I, you. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, anytime I get comments like that, I try and thank the people for, hey, you know what, even if you agree with me or disagree with me, whatever, I appreciate the well-thought-out response. Yeah, and instead of, you know, uh, where was that one? That was Re reading. Yeah. What Tolkien said there is nonsense. His very own story had so many concepts taken from real life. 
I got two more that I want to read. This one and one more. Um, and it could still be escapism. People who are mad about uh, the option to choose your own pronouns are just fragile little bigots. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That has to be a bot. <laughs> Maybe. He's got some like anim- anime profile picture, so who knows. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, and then this one. So every RPG is bad because it has the sun, which reminds us of the real world. Uh, <laughs> That's so good. The point just going right, right over that person. over. Right over their head. I think there was one I got on um, TikTok that was in the same vein, and I was like, man, those planes are just flying all around your head but not landing, are they? Yeah. You're hearing words, but they are not comprehending with you at all the comments like that just crack me up i might bless your heart some some unsolicited advice for everybody out there um stop assuming what someone's saying and actually listen to what they're saying and if you don't know ask ask hey what do you mean by this yeah hey in in the clip you said this do you mind expanding on that sure um this fantasy um, world has grass. In fa- yeah. In fact, <laughs> if, so good. if those were some of the responses, like say someone disagrees and we got a response that was like, hey, I think I disagree with this. Do you mind expanding on it? Uh, like one of us might actually take the time to give you an explanation, like write it out in the comment. And we might actually talk about it on the show. Exactly. Because, again, we want there to be a conversation there. Um, I, you know, I culture war no culture war whatever the case may be like i just like talking about this stuff and the topic was interesting Uh, the problem is is that and uh, as one person uh commented in there uh or, or kind of was alluding to but i don't think they did a very good job of it like there are vacuums on you could say quote unquote both sides of the aisle whether you're more of a uh an anti-current culture war type person or you know what I mean I'm trying to stay away from like the right and left leaning thing because I don't think that does a, yes. that's, a, that's not a fair um, analysis yeah uh, and encapsulating both yeah but whatever s- yeah whatever side of this that you f- kind of fall on um, if you're the type of person to lick the government's boot or if you're a type of person who doesn't like to lick the government's boot, that's <laughs> You have to wonder with some of the people in, in these comments. I, there was a couple of them I wanted to ask. Just be like, hmm, you know, so where do you stand on this specifically? I'm just curious. Um, but yeah, I you know, I want to, to at least attempt that. Um, the problem is, is that I think people really... It's, it's kind of that political brain rot. Sometimes I think it comes back to that. And everyone yeah. has... It is very possible for every single one of us to overreact to something that we don't need to overreact to. Um, but I think... I, I'm I'm going to stake the claim for now that Az was genuinely frustrated with this. Yeah. Because um, it can't... And I think that's the point is that it's not about the pronouns. It's the built up to everything and it's seeping into yeah. every aspect of our lives, including yeah. every form of entertainment, meaning that what's reflected in the real world events going on and infiltrating into your fantasy. Well, now you don't have anywhere to go to escape and it can help people escaping can help people cope, uh, manage stress, detox, just chill out and relax. So many different benefits to that. Uh, that's kind of one of the the problems when it came to 
when you think about it, like I remember, at least for me, one of the early points for that was sports and started yeah. to go into sports where I couldn't, yeah. you can't just talk about a football game without being like, oh, well, what about this guy kneeling? I'm like, I don't <laughs> care. One way or the other, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. If it, you do, that's fine. That's great. Me, I'm just trying to talk about the game. <laughs> there, Yeah, there used to be uh, avenues for sort of the, the, the kind of conversations about pronouns and... You know anything that you? Uh, I I'm going to just say for now falls into more of a political sphere. Yes. Um, it, it would take a while to get into why that is the case because I know people were like, why are pronouns political or whatever? Um, and it's like it's because they've always been the pronouns. Gov- oh god, they them he. And and it's that's such a disingenuous argument because you know what is being talked yeah. about there. Well. You know, there hasn't been uh, one of them I saw was, uh, well, the Mongolians don't have pronouns in their language. And then there was another one like, well, a thousand years ago, they didn't have pronouns. I'm like, dude, can we just not act like that this isn't weird in the past like few years? Like this hasn't come yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. That it's not somewhat new. Like you don't think at all that what you just said, A, that this is new, and then B, that this isn't weird, this isn't odd, this isn't how it's permeating. And, and that's let, the thing. Like that's my yeah. point with sports was that you couldn't talk about sports without something being political. And it's like not yeah. everything needs to be political. Yeah. I understand why some people may, you know, choose to do certain things with different points of entertainment to bring awareness to something. I can kind of I can understand people's perspective, whether it's for or against. And then obviously I'm gonna have my own opinion and you are as well absolutely but it's more so i think the issue is in is interjecting this interjecting ideology or politics for lack of a better word into things is to make it so we can't gather around anything and just talk about it for what it is whether if you enjoyed it or didn't it has to yeah. be about the culture war and sometimes that can be good don't get me wrong like being able you know what i'm going to push back against this now yeah um yeah, and, and when Hollywood's been producing crap over and over and over again, and then you get, you know, the writers and everyone else talk and actors talking about going on strike with the video game industry. I mean, when you've been producing a bunch of crap instead of good content, that's what's going to happen. Is people are going to start pushing back, like, okay, mm-hmm. enough with your crap, literally. Yeah, yeah. and the th- it's it's one of those things that a lot of the comments have this like uh, sit down and shut up mentality, you know. Yep. Uh, which is something that, especially after the last couple of years, I am not uh, fond of. No, because I am not of either. where that energy comes from. Uh, I had something I was going to say, and now I don't even remember what it was. Um, oh, uh, this stuff is everywhere. Um, I don't know if some people just aren't paying attention to what's going on <clears throat> in like public schools and stuff like that. Um, Though I, you know, I, you know, we don't have much of a presence on Twitter, but I, I had tweeted something the other day. It was like, man, you know, some of these like independently wealthy people who won't stop talking about getting your kids out of public school really need to put their money where their mouth is. Yep. Um, because there's a lot of these like it. it one of the things that drives me crazy about this is like nothing's ever going to change if like the people who are just like screaming about it aren't giving you alternatives. Um, you know, say what you will about. Eric July's comic book stuff or whatever, but he was like, this sucks, this sucks. Okay, I'm going to do something about it. And he did. He put his money where his mouth was. Now, you may not 
100 like like everything that he's put out so far that he puts out in the future um but he is he's attempting um and he's trying to craft a solution yes and i appreciate that and i hope that's something that continues to happen down the road with people and that's um, what maj always talks about is being a solutionary yeah yeah um you know but obviously the money's got to be there <laughs> yes there's got to be some sort of funding otherwise you won't you can only go so far um and you know air july made an investment and people just can't cannot seem to understand like any of that stuff and all these like economically illiterate folks out here trying to tell him that he's like doing business wrong and i'm like he's in the middle of it like how can you know without being able to see where this goes in the next like at least like four or five years you know uh if it falls apart then you can kind of look at it and be like oh okay yeah but um i know where disney's gonna be in the next four or five years maybe so man um the way this is going yeah i i've just found all of this to be incredibly uh goofy um there's a lot of people who seem to be very passionate about not being passionate about this <laughs> about the pro yeah um and it's it's a situation of like if we lived in a world where there was not actual scenarios of people being threatened to be put in jail or actually being put in, in jail for like misgendering someone or whatever the case may be we might this might be a different discussion if it was just one of those things where this there's a small niche group of people like there have always been with like goths or punks or whatever the case may be and they're just like into making up new pronouns for themselves because they don't want to be like everybody else great um but if it's the kind of thing where i'm now being forced into something you've lost me you've lost me from the beginning um you well, know, the incre- incrementalism from Herbert Marcuse, Marcuse um, has worked and have been effective with this ideology seeping ever so slowly into everything. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't you can't lie about that. And we just everyone and everyone needs to do a be intentional with trying to hear the other person's argument, make the argument sound as best as you can, and then go after the argument and not the person. And that's what typically on social media where everything falls apart is people just don't listen. They're not quick to hear. And so to speak, they're quick to anger, fast to speak, and <laughs> they don't even get your point to begin with. Yeah. Freaking the sons in real life. And this in this video game. <laughs> um, and, uh, Matt in the troll room makes a good point. It's the praxis of the it's happening, it's a good thing pipeline. Um, That we're just, we're headed down, keep kind of heading down this road. And if you're like, no, I'm not into this, then, you know, you get called silly names on the internet. When generally, you know, it's just like, can you just leave me alone? Like, and again, it's it's like we kind of always say, I, I typically have a a hard rule i mean it's it's a hard rule for the most part but of course there's always i think always room for exceptions um like we're not typically going to go after anything unless it's like directly coming into our lane yes Um, i've made exceptions in the past because i think it is 
people will make videos or do other things like that. I, I tend to find that stuff to be fair game, but like I, I'm not going to go after an individual um, personally. Yes. Yeah, we do our best not to do that. I don't have any interest in that. It, nope. It's about your ideas and like what you're putting forth on the table. That's that's the stuff that if I'm like, hmm, this is interesting. We can talk about this. Or like, wow, that was really bad. It's a subject that we is in, in our kind of cir- like our circle, our, our, our wheelhouse. <clears throat> yeah, maybe we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm just not into that. I'm not really into like Internet drama um, and getting into like fake Internet fights for clout or yeah, whatever the case may be. It's boring, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> I've got other stuff I need to do. Exactly. All right. Well, you have anything else to say before we move on? No. Let's get into Asako. Okay. Well, I, I can we talk about Wheel of Time first? We were yeah, kind we of talk about Wheel of Time first. Uh, let's just let's ch- change it up a little bit. Um, Ahsoka, I think, will be pretty quick for the most part. Uh, I think both of these probably will because. Which one of these shows to you, Joseph? Let's start here. Oh gosh. <laughs> Which oh, one of these yeah. shows to you has the more coherent plot? Season oh. each season. I don't it I don't know if it really matters that there's a season 1 of Wheel of Time. Um but it's, Wheel of Time season 2 and Ahsoka. Which one has the more coherent plot? It's got to be Ahsoka. That's where I'm landing too. It's, it's got to be Ahsoka. <laughs> like as bad as it is, it seems pretty linear in the narrative they're yeah. going into. Whereas Will of Time, they just seems like they threw spaghetti at the wall of ideas. Yeah, and was like see see what stuck to the wall, right? I don't um, know what the I, I don't know what the through line for the season is. Now in the book. It's centered around a magical horn. The horn's right. been mentioned, I think, once. And you have... Oh, it's been mentioned more than that. You th- in, in this season? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was well, the first season, it, it was... In, or, I'm sorry, the first episode, it was introduced. Okay. That's all they kept talking about. I, I okay. I, I just remember... I could be wrong, but I feel like it was quite a few times. Because that's just, pretty much where Wolf Boy's uh, whole narrative is going uh, Right. Well, he's also supposed to have Matt and Ran with him. Oh, that's funny. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And he's, you know, the whole thing that's going um, that's that's going on uh, with him, with, with Ran right now, um, it's totally made up. Like I was, I was mentioning earlier in the show, uh, that is not how any of that goes down. And the stuff that happens at the end of this episode, which I'm assuming may be in the books at some point, I, I honestly don't know, but I'm three books in and that's not, that didn't happen at all. Like Celine is still just kind of this mysterious, attractive woman. That's it. And there's like some flirtation there and you're, you know, you're, the, the, it's, it's playing a sort of back and forth. Like that's one of the things the book does really well with different characters. It's this back and forth with certain characters about whether they're, you know, where are they going to land as far as like, are they going to land on the side of good or land on the side of evil or, you know, you know, are they going to fall in, continue to fall into their destiny or not? And, um, you know, will they, won't they, and all of this kind of different stuff that's pretty typical for narratives, but it's, it's good stuff. And in this, I'm just like, what? And yeah, it's everything so on? sudden. 
you know, <laughs> or like and no, nothing is subtle too, by the way, oh. I, it cracked me up at the beginning of the episode did is he's just in this random spot and he chants this, these words. And then all of a sudden there's an explosion in the ceiling and, you know, freaking blood lady appears. Oh, and then I was like, to, yeah. Oh, and then it cuts to the old lady and, you know, they have to, her servant comes in and says, it's your older yeah. drama, drama as, sister. As if, yeah, as if you could not have had Moraine walk in after that scene and she just looks at her and has a line that is specifically, like, it's not, hello, older sister or something like that, but it's something that, you know, invokes the Moraine's- fact that she is the younger sister and Moraine looks older. It's so funny, too, because then Moraine's like, Hello, little sister. And I'm like, guys, we get it. Yeah, we get Lorraine it. Rain is her older sister, but looks younger. We understand. It's that, obvious. Yeah, we understand that the Aes Sedai live a long time and they can make themselves look prettier. It's it's not the first time this has been done. The Witcher does the exact same thing. Like, yeah. It's, it's, dude, I uh, the I can't believe that this season is worse than the first one. <laughs> but it is, hey. possibly far worse, because at least the first season you kind of had an idea of where the season was headed. Yeah, there was a more competent narrative. There I mean, was some really... through line to the end of the season, even if it sucked getting there. Can you believe we're halfway through <laughs> the second season? Dude, I didn't I didn't realize it until technically Mexican put mid-season finale or like mid-season whatever in one of his videos or like as one of the titles. I went, already? I was like... <laughs> Is that? Oh, dude, it's amazing, isn't it? Like these next four episodes have to be killer in order to pick this oh, story it's not up because get any everything better, just meanders along. Each storyline, I mean, probably the more, probably the best storyline so far is what's her name, the freaking chick that doesn't want to be the Aes Sedai and just you know is emo oh, about it. Nineveh. Um, yeah, and she's supposed to be the most powerful. Yeah, uh, I did find it funny that how. Which is uh, true. They made it. Huh? Go ahead. I was gonna say it's true in the books. Like that's a lot of the stuff going on with Nynaeve is. I'll just say more accurate to keep it pretty vague. I think, uh, in my opinion, I think her storyline is the more interesting. She's one. just and as think, frustrating though. As I think. They, mm, sorry. Go ahead. I, 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 her acting to me is the best acting. In the show, as far as character-wise. You know, uh, there seems to be people in Wheel of Time trying. Yeah. You know, they, they, they seem to be putting a effort into the acting, um, which is in stark contrast to a majority of the people in Ahsoka. Um, yeah. But it's still... I find it, I find it funny that, because I remember you telling me that Rand is supposed to be the main character in the show. He's yeah, and he's he's, the main he's treated character. like a side character. He's yeah, he's treated worse than a side character. <laughs> I don't understand. And then they say that <clears throat> Celine is, you know, supposed to be Lanfear and Lanfear is supposed to be the most powerful forsaken forsaken. And yet Lorraine has no magical abilities, shows up out of nowhere. And I understand the Alright, right, I finished my thought. Hang on. Shows up out of nowhere and just slices her throat. Doesn't kill her because she can't die. But you mean to yeah, tell me this monster, Forsaken, I'm assuming, probably has some good abilities. 
you know. Uh, yeah, again, this is out of my wheelhouse for, haha, get it? Um, it? I don't know where, uh... oh, dude, IMDB just gives away who her character is, by the way. It doesn't uh, even have Celine there. Wow. That's funny. Way to go, guys. Um, yeah, okay, so <clears throat> here's the biggest problem is that I I understand like I, this is the one of the biggest narrative problems that the show's got. I understand that there's like 13-ish books in this series and that maybe you don't want to do an individual season for each book. But if that's the case, the stuff that you're doing has to flow correctly. Needs to be tight. It it does. It there. I need to. I need to care again. This is such a problem with a lot of modern mo- like television shows, movies. They yep. they don't make you care about characters. No, they don't. I, I don't, they don't care what's happening to anyone. And and they're drawing things out way too long while simultaneously not letting. The right scenes breathe long enough. Yeah, the, the you could have thing... easily with Ahsoka. You could have easily um, compacted the first three episodes and made a tight running, uh, one hour long episode, yeah. and it would have at least at least the pacing would have been better, and it would have been you know fast. I, I... Uh, the same thing with like Little Mermaid. We talked about that mm-hmm. when you watch the original one. It's like boom, boom, boom. The pacing is just it's going. It's keeping you on your feet. It's moving. And whereas the new one, it's just too drawn out it's slow and, and I, that's I wonder, a lot of the issues with tv shows now. i wonder if ahsoka in particular if it was originally written to be a movie script and they had to pad it out mm. i could see that because i i see your point that v- very clearly that it it those first three episodes you could have taken a majority of that out of there Really, you could say the same about this most recent one too. Um, but yeah, I you know with uh, with Wheel of Time, it's kind of a different problem. There's a ton of material that they could use, and a ton of interesting points and plots that you could skip some of the stuff that maybe is a little too um, long for television or I say television or movies because you know Lord of the Rings is a good example of that there's a certain amount your pacing has to work a certain way and if you were to actually take the time to go okay we've been given 10 episodes to adapt let's just say like season one Mm -hmm. what are the points that we absolutely have to hit and how do we hit those in a way that makes everything gripping that we want to keep watching. Now that is a basic level because then you have to actually make your costumes look good. Things have to, you know, the designs have to to look good. Um, I right. I I don't know how this show took a stuff from the book and just made it always sound so cringe. Like every time the I said I talk about the brown sisters or the red sisters or the yellow or green sisters I, i'm like please stop talking i'm like i don't know why it gets under my skin so much but i'm like this is not this isn't right this isn't the way that this should have been handled um the ice I are important ish at least as far as i've gotten to the story but the story really is about a few of the main characters ran matt uh, Nynaeve, um, Egwene, and I'm missing one. 
like Lionel is is in a lot of the story and he's barely been in this season. Um, sorry, excuse me, Loyal, not Lionel. <laughs> I'm thinking of the yeah. that's a legend of Undercats. Uh, no, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, I mean, it, Perrin is the other one I was forgetting. Yeah, I think I said Paragon, freaking <laughs> Hobbit. Um, so that's the thing, oh, man. No, is, sorry. They, they do a bad job in making the dialogue uninteresting. That's the thing is it's that you so don't have boring. to have constant, you know, action. You, no, again, the Fellowship of the Ring is probably my favorite because the dialogue is so good. And then there's other movies like I just watched yesterday um, for the first time since I was a kid, Legends of the Fall uh, with Brad oh, yeah. Pitt uh-huh. and um anthony hopkins in it and everything like that I'm like oh man they just like it's so hard to find a great acting and written movie like this uh, these days and it's primarily just dialogue there's very little action in it but it's highly interesting entertaining and the stakes are there the tension it keeps you on the edge of your seats and then there's some comedic fallout when there need or uh, comedic levity when there needs to be yeah but Will of Time, they just and Ahsoka too. They do a good job of making the interesting boring. Yeah, something yeah. that should be really good, really bad. And again, I said it earlier: the plot lines just meander along, the scenes meander along too long, and they they're weighed down by their cast. They're wasting. Too, yeah, they're wasting so much time. Yeah, they're wasting time with the stuff going on with Lan. They just they keep like going back to him, and I'm like, he's not doing anything. He's moping around. And, and is he really supposed to be that important? It's like a thought. Well, uh, um, yes and no. Um, he's definitely, at least as of, and again, I'm just going off of where I'm at now. Um, he's he definitely. I mean, Moraine is supposed to be taking a massive backseat this season, and you see how that's gone. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff going on with like, uh. Um, Rand and uh, supposedly, you know, it's like, okay, he's supposed to get trained by someone in this city. Then all of this is made up, by the way, because I'm pretty sure Lan is the one who's training him in the books, uh, at least at the point that they're at. Like, he's got his Heron sword, his Heron Mark sword. You know, there, there's all this mystery surrounding his, like, his birthright and who he is and, like, what was going on with him. And they cover a little bit of that in the first season. Um, but I doubt anyone, <laughs> if you're just like a normal-ish person watching this, I doubt anyone remembers a majority of those plot points from the first season because they are just completely unimportant now. Um, whereas in the books, they do a pretty good job of attempting to build up these characters and their wants and their needs and their fears and their frustrations and um, all of that kind of stuff. And in this... I, I don't know what Rand wants. We're four episodes into this, and he's been wandering around in a mental institute and sleeping with um, this evil person that we have now found out. He's just a sad boy that doesn't want to kill those who he loves the most, so he's going away. Yeah, and here's he the thing: go mad. That's it, the. I mean, you know, there's a, it should it, work. <laughs> yes, it should work, but it just doesn't. Yeah, it, it's okay. It's like it, there's supposed to be this this fear in him of how powerful that he is. I think that is a completely justified 
aspect of his character, but they just don't know how to handle it. He oh, he's afraid. All of a sudden, boom, he's he perfectly uses it uh to take out that uh Fade. The fade, thank you. I was thinking thrall. Which uh they're supposed to be these powerful lieutenants or whatnot, like warriors. They sure do seem to get killed pretty easy. Yeah. Now, to be fair, it makes sense like with what he did. Um but yeah. you're right. The Moraine thing of from Moraine. Yeah, from whatever episode that was earlier on. That was that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Power, dude, I, modern writing doesn't care about power levels. <laughs> it, it just it doesn't. Like it doesn't care about the way that these systems are supposed to be set up. You know, we we talk about uh, all the time that it's like, what is it? That uh, people are always accusing us of the of, of not being able to suspend our disbelief. Yes, that we don't that we can't do it. But the the problem is is that none of it's believable because they haven't set it up to be believable. If you okay, um, okay, I'll give you an example because I just started reading a new Mark Miller book, Millar book, um, and. It's it's about vampires, and within like the first couple of pages, the main character gets bit by a vampire. Now, I am not sitting there going, "Well, that's stupid. That doesn't happen in real life," like because that's an inciting incident at the beginning. Like you're building up the story that you're trying to tell. So right. there are certain things that you go, "Well, it, I, I'm I'm on board with this for now um, because I want to see where it goes." You know, uh, so like the and it's uh, it's not really spoilers, but uh, at the beginning, the whole idea of, of the book that I'm reading right now is like this kid is trying to get famous on YouTube and he wants to do like stunts or whatever. And he's trying to make money and he tries to do the stunt and he falls off like a two story building, uh, breaks his back um, and does some like other stuff. So it like ruins his life. Uh, and I'm not very far into it. Uh but you you know you could go well that's unrealistic like he 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 wouldn't have survived that fall it's like yeah but the story is telling us that he survived now if it was like a seven story building i might be yes. on board you know what i mean but it's a it's it is pretty distinct that it's not a really really tall building the idea being that it's like yeah he could survive and that's enough because the story is telling us this is what's going on and you go i'm on board Whereas if it was, again, the more that that building uh, gets taller, the more I go, you might be losing me here. I was like, you're getting out yeah. of the range that I would believe that he'd still be alive at the end of that fall. To where it breaks your immersion. Exactly. Um, oh, oh, dude, freaking, it was one of the first videos that we had blow up on social media was the one about Black Widow. And her yep. falling off that like four or five story building and not only doing that, but smashing her face, her back. Like she should have been absolutely taken out, if not dead. Um, and she like kind of lands and she holds her side like, Ugh, and then she keeps going. And there's this whole other action scene that comes after that. It's such a and I trope, go, dude. No, that's not right. <laughs> it's such a trope. No, Or how season one of this show ended with what's his name? <laughs> Lionel or what's his name? The. Uh, um, loyal. Sorry, yeah. Loyal. Lionel That's is it. something from a different thing altogether. So loyal gets stabbed with the dagger that Mark that I'm sorry that Matt took from that uh, evil castle or area location. Yeah. Uh, Pat and Fane had it and stabbed loyal, and then also Uno was hurt along with the other guy that was in the first few episodes, and they just don't handle it at all. And the new season, they don't mention it. 
you know, uh, that dagger had poison in it. And it's like, okay, well, if Loyal wasn't stabbed in the heart with this poisonous evil dagger <laughs> that's supposed to spread this shadow in it, then yeah, maybe that wouldn't, you know, maybe if he was just cut with it on his arm or something. Okay, I'll give you that. But it's things like that when you don't even handle it and show it that break your immersion because it's like, are you not taking the writing of the show seriously? They're, yeah, you're absolutely right, and they're not. That's absolutely what it is. And then, you know, with the guy that was supposed to be the, what what are they called? The great one, the the Indian guy that was supposed to be, that lost his mind oh, last year. He was, he was supposed to be the dragon. The dragon. Yeah, that's the dragon right. reborn. The dragon reborn, and then he's still not training Rand. And it's like, guys, could we not have sped this up? Like, I just feel yeah, like there's that a way. That's, yeah, this thing that doesn't even happen that way. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised, but. It, well, it goes back to that they are compacting this in a way that just doesn't work. Um, I get what they're attempting to do, but when we're almost at the end of season two and Ran hasn't even started uh, any of his training and just somehow, That's he, just dumb. you know, he uses, yeah. Uh, he uses the source like perfectly in that instant and seems like fine with it. And I'm wondering if that's ever going to be brought up again, or they're just like, "Cool, he could use it now pretty well." We're moving on to the next, <laughs> the next point. Uh, forget him getting trained at all. Like we're just none of that even matter. I mean, and that's the thing, man, is none of this stuff matters. You know, I the, it's so funny because you're like, it just uh, you know, I don't have, I've never claimed, and I do not have like the best knowledge of this series. Um, you have not done anything except watch this show and the show clearly has not done a good job at teaching you what you need to know to be able to understand what is going on no and that's the thing is i wouldn't be watching this new season if it wasn't for the podcast and us reviewing it and i watched it and here's the thing i watched the first season like Uh, two months ago right for the first time two or three months ago because i refused to watch it all last year after you watched the first three episodes and told me not to bother, I'm like, okay. I'm oh, yeah. Good. Oh, I forgot. I knew I was yeah. going to have the stomach rings of power. I, I uh, watched the first three episodes and was like, nah, I'm good. And then eventually, for some reason, went back. It must have been after rings of power. I was like, well. Because one of our frequent criticisms is that we get is that we're critical of everything. And it's like, well, one of the ways we can't try to counteract that is, and then also, too, because we just don't want to keep watching things that we ourselves just don't enjoy yeah. is what well, we try and slip in things that are that we think, Hey, there's a good chance that we're going to like this. Yeah. Um, that doesn't always happen, but for the, you know, there's a, a good high percentage that it does. And so that's why we didn't review this last year was because we just finished reviewing some things that we were pretty critical of. Um, and at the end, I think we started talking about Arcane, which helped us. And then we were going into the Rings of Power and some other stuff. And yeah. Halo, I think, too. And so it's like there's only so much we can stomach as people. And it is... we ourselves prefer to watch good TV shows and movies. Yeah. I, dude, we I... don't want things to be bad. I would much rather this show be successful for Amazon. Uh, we're going to have, I think at some point, we're, we're just going to have to take like a month and pick some interesting movies and just talk about them for an episode like yeah. one a week or something for like a month because after all like i i am i just 
I cannot not be bothered with this stuff. It's getting to that that point where it's like it's not, you know, at least with with something like Rings of Power or Halo, it they're bad and there's things that you can like joke about. Like this stuff just sucks and there's nothing redeeming about it. You can laugh about, yeah, cuz you can't laugh about uh Master Cheeks. You know, yeah, you said and the, the, there's nothing like that. And then there's nothing with rings of power. That's, you know, Gladriel getting hit with a pyrocastic flow in the face. Yeah. Uh, nothing to laugh at. Well, we, yeah, we can, we can, um, find things in that that are interesting to talk about as to why it is bad. Um, wheel of time, for instance, does not even do you the favor of having a, like, <laughs> constant story going on that is like this is happening therefore this happens then this happens like action reaction type stuff uh which is pretty common in writing um you know it's like uh i guess you could take a so even ahsoka at least gets some of this right where it's like some dark jedi or whoever uh attack a, sh- a ship that sets off an event of um, the Republic now being involved. Um, they get Elsbeth, whatever her last name is, out, um, which is something that Ahsoka is going to care about. So you have an action, there's a reaction to it. It's it's mm-hmm. weak, and you can kind of see where the weakness comes in when you start trying to break stuff down like that. Because yeah, um, then the senators are like, even though this person's been... Uh, broken out of jail, and even though on this other planet, uh, you know they've been building, you know, huge uh, starships to destroy <laughs> planets. That's not an emergency situation. To hey, all hands on deck. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. No one, no one was aware that on this like Republic-run base that they were building a starship to get to another galaxy completely. Like that. That's bigger flags. than. Yeah. Yeah, that's bigger than all and, the starships they make for their own fleet yeah yeah it's it's why like one of the reasons i like breaking this stuff down beyond just kind of the enjoyment that you and i get talking about it and the entertainment of like making fun of things or genuinely enjoying uh talking about something that's good is that we really do get to break down that on a basic level like a beginner's level of some sort of how you create a story like this it's not that hard um, yeah. which is something I'm trying to get across to a lot of people. Now, there are aspects that separate someone from being at the beginner, intermediate, advanced levels, just to put it into those kind of terms. Um, it's the same way with uh, cinematography and DPing and um, lighting and, you know, pick your poison. There's going to be that. And, that, like, the more that you do that, the better that you get at it. Um, and as we've been aware of with stuff like Multiverse of Madness, uh, Ant-Man and, and the Wasp Quantumania, uh, I imagine some of the other stuff that's out there, those are just the guys that told on themselves. I, for a few of them, it was like the first thing they'd ever written in their life. And it's wow. like, you're telling me that the first thing that you ever wrote was a story about multiverses. And you <laughs> thought that was going to go well. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Probably is, not the best idea. You know, uh, the I, I want, and I, I've talked about it on the show in the past, one of the things that I really want from the industry is a revival of, of the, the indie scene into 
like popular culture mm-hmm. where people are going out there. It's sort of the same way that like indie comics are starting to come up now where people are getting funded for like even like $10,000 because that's, that's totally reachable, yeah. right? And they're going out and they're making an hour 20, hour and a half indie film. You know, it's this dude, that's like the stuff that I grew up on. Um, and the bigger stuff too, of course, but like the stuff that always really resonated with me, especially growing up and when I really started getting into film, it was, um, you know, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Garden State. Oh, yeah. There was one that came on, or it's on HBO Max that I really want to watch again, because uh, I remember liking it when it was in theaters, but I'm wondering if, if like now that a lot of time has passed and like the current era that we live in, if I, I'll see it a little bit differently is this movie Be Kind Rewind with Jack Black, um, where I think the the whole premise of it is that he works at this, this uh, video store and he and his friend delete uh, all of the footage off of the videotapes and so they recreate the movies themselves. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and it was like a really cool... I remember it being a really cool premise at the time. I do remember liking the movie. I, I, I wasn't in love with it, but it's on what is now Max, what used to be HBO Max, because everybody's got to change their names now for no... Oh, it's so frustrating. Um, it's on there, so I wanna, I'm want i going to give it a watch. I was going to watch it this past weekend, but I got caught up doing other stuff. Um, but stuff that had, that you can make on a much smaller budget. Like that, that has heart, that, like Clerks, for example. Sure, you know, and that's that's where he got a start, and then like people sort of lose that. Like Ryan Johnson, I know I haven't seen Brick in a really long time. Growing up, I remember really liking that movie. Now it was a bit of like an edge boy, like oh, it's this high school mystery about cocaine, and it's edgy, and you know, so that could have been part of it, if I'm being totally honest, but. <laughs> Dude, it's got to be better than it's still got to be better than you're, the what, stuff. Basically, that what you're saying is that in high school you were an edge boy. No, not that much, but I was definitely into <laughs> some of that stuff for sure. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't like major, major, but I, I definitely enjoyed like a lot of that more than sort of your typical um, mainstream stuff. And and I think I still do. I mean, we've talked about it before, but like Love and Monsters. Um, I love the monsters. I don't know really if you've good. seen it, but maybe it's maybe now is it. And now that I'm, I'm on this topic, it might be a good thing for us to to do. There's one called the um, the Kid Detective. Uh, that, oh, that came I don't out. Know if I've, yeah, I think I remember you telling me about it. I don't know um, if I watched I, it or not. I remember thoroughly enjoying that movie. So I'm I would I I want to watch it again. And that was that's relatively recent. Uh, so there there is stuff with smaller budgets that's coming out. Dude, it's insane to me. How much? Hang on. Can I can I take a second to do this? Because I'm thinking about Love and Monsters now. Love and Monsters. Too bad there's not a second one of that coming out. Probably there were rumors for a while, but I I with the writer strike and everything going on now, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's better that we never get a sequel. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. What we really need is a reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. That's what will get audiences to the movie theater. Love and Monsters had a budget of $28 million in 2020. Oh, $28 million. Um, the and movie the CGI was re- isn't that great, but the storyline and the character development, um, the characterization, I mean, all of that helps the lack of a CGI budget. Yeah, Jenna, he's uh, he was the guy from Maze Runner. Um, 
No, he was the guy from Pure Fury. Thank you. Is That's he how in, we remember. Is he in that yeah. too? Oh. He's the uh the uh spoilers, by the way. He's the only one that survives at the end, the young oh, kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he was in that. Uh yeah. on, I was gonna look this up. Because the, there was some information on there on Google that was kind of throwing me off a little bit. Um twenty eight million dollar budget. Uh Flash reportedly was what two hundred? Yeah, so you take that and say four hundred to five hundred million dollars once you include marketing and knowing that uh, Warner Brothers, along with all of them, lie about how much their budgets actually are. Yeah. So Love and Monsters three hundred million. Um, oh yeah. So it like because you probably if it's twenty eight million, double that. Let's just say sixty. Yeah, it made back its budget and then some. So yeah, these numbers are a little weird. Now you got to remember that if this was. Co- supposed to come out in theaters it didn't because of the red yeah of row the coof coof of the vid of Of the lockdown monster yeah um but then it has this like opening weekend oh never mind i was reading that wrong yeah so it it didn't make its money back now easy enough of a write-off this is a weird time for a movie like this yeah but could be an example of a of a movie that the what it made is not indicative of how good it is right um because just like ryan johnson's star wars yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> uh let's see but yeah, yeah i, I yeah. think there's definitely okay there's definitely some movies that um fall into that category that yeah. they didn't do well at the box office but they were actually good movies and then there are there's other category of movies that do well at the box office but aren't really that good mm-hmm. i can't even that's the thing too that people don't understand is that with these superhero movies when they're doing 200 300 million dollar budgets they're not trying to make 800 million dollars they're trying to make a billion yeah um whereas a lot of this stuff given the right opportunity uh you don't need to to do much and i i, I miss yeah. that um and you know they and that's why there's that horror film uh i didn't watch it that came out recently quite a few films actually that have had low budgets that oh you have talk- been successful yeah you're talking about uh the terrifier 2 yeah you made a ton of money on like a crazy small budget uh you yeah you probably didn't Ahsoka, though? Um, yeah, we can for a couple minutes if you want to. I don't, I don't know if we okay. need to like dive super deep into this at this point. I think it's the better episode out of all of them so far. It's probably the best one. I enjoyed seeing what isn't his name Ray Stevenson, uh, the guy who plays Baylor. You know, I had his name in my head until you asked me. Um, that's okay. I'll. You gonna look it up? Oh, I am being. I Ray. I think it is. I think you are correct. I think so. Basically, all I was gonna say was that he, I very much enjoy his character, um, especially the dialogue he had with Ahsoka. More so, yeah, it's Ray yeah, Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. Um, especially with him saying it, it always. This is inevitable, isn't it? Always ends like this, to where he's trying to be like, I don't want to fight you. You know, he sees like there's this. I don't even want to call it like. Yeah, there's this reluctance to fight that there's some level of, uh, would you say, respect that he has for Ahsoka 
Um, Maybe not for her, but for the past. Yeah. For the Jedi Order at one point. He doesn't talk in a manner of total disrespect. That's, maybe, that's a good way to put Maybe it. disagreement. Um, and he's just a man on a mission. He's like... Yeah. He doesn't have any ill will towards her, but it's more of, I want to accomplish this good for what he... I want to accomplish this goal for what he believes is the greater good. Yeah. I I think it's still overall weak, but it's not his fault. No. It's the, uh-uh. it's the way the show's written, and, and the fact that, like... Bro, you sent when you sent me that thing that Grace Randolph. Oh, that was what I was gonna pull up. Um, what, what? it is all just because uh, of uh, what's his name, Hayden Christensen. Is that uh, the only reason she said that? It has to be. That's the only thing I could think of. Let me see if I mean, is it the best episode so far? Probably, but come on, that's it a, is. That's such a stupid. It's just an all right, like <laughs> low average type episode on its own. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, she says, Peter Ramsey, I don't fire. Who is Peter Ramsey? Is that a no character idea. in the, or like an actor? I don't know who sure. that is. Wait, hang on. Peter Ramsey. Hang on. She she tagged who Peter Ramsey. I'm looking on the IMDb and I don't see it. Oh, that's the director. He directed this episode? Yeah. He also <laughs> directed... Um, what's it called? Spider Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Rise, of the, Rise of the Guardians. Uh, Minority Report. He wait. He directed Minority Report. Yeah. Is it a hot yeah. take that wait. I think that movie sucks? Are we talking? Yeah, to, we're we're talking about. Uh, no, he did not direct that movie. Oh. Excuse me. Well, he only still. directed uh, Into the Spider Verse and Rise of the Guardians. Okay, so he's like, all right. Is Into the? Hmm, interesting. Into the Spider-Verse is the first one, right? Yes. Yeah, Across the Spider-Verse is the second one. I actually, yeah, I like that's that. That's why I, I felt like, like this, movie. that this episode felt tighter to me and the pacing was better. Yeah. Um, dude. And the editing was a bit better. Like right before it would cut to a significant, or right before a significant scene would happen, then it would cut to a uh, alternate scene happening simultaneously right before <laughs> the big scene and go back. It felt, it, it seemed very much crazy right now. M- more in the essence of Star Wars than anything I've seen in a while. I would I would agree with that. It 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 like it tries. It yeah, there's mean, some moments, but it's so this is this is the problem. Is it like it comes back down to like the believability of everything that's going on. Right. And you have um Sabine fighting uh you know his his like pupil or whatever. Um, her name is Shin. I didn't know that. I don't even. I I guess it has been said at some point during the show, but um, they're fighting, right? This is what two episodes removed from the last time, and Sabine has done a day or two's worth of training, and you're you're telling yeah. me she's now ready to take on the person who handed it to her. In that 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 episode three or whatever two or three whatever that was, and and, right. and uh, Ahsoka's just like it'll be fine, and she goes off to 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 fight the the gas monster. What the crap, man! Like, dude, I thought it was hilarious how this the episode opens with their ship having uh, electric issues, and the uh, 
the last episode ended and their ship was completely fine. There was no problems with <laughs> yeah. it. They just shut off the tower. Yeah. And it's like, what? It just seemed very convenient. Like, I get if they wanted to say, like, we understand their ship was attacked a lot. Um, but I don't know. It just seemed a bit too... Dude, Grace Randolph must be getting paid by somebody. Peter Ramsey. Yep, that's some Spider-Verse directing right there. Episode 4 finally reaches Game of Thrones levels. Well, if she's talking about Season 8. She might be right about that. Uh, breakdown coming later tonight. Good luck avoiding spoilers. Watch now. Too funny, man. There is no way to think that about this episode. And it has to be just for maybe the lightsaber scene between Ray and... Rosario, is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah, you, the one yeah, where she, yeah, the one where she falls off a cliff and somehow lands in the world between worlds. This like magical dimension that was made up by Dave Filoni. Yeah, dude, uh, I can't. This guy, like, oh man, um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what's gonna happen because I think you're gonna get a full if it's, if it's gonna do some of the world between world stuff that they did in rebels um get ready man because it, it it's about to just be as broken as ever like it dude uh, it's the, the writing and character choices in this episode and in this show is just unbelievable yeah um jay uh uh jenna was saying that the fight the fights look clunky and i tend to agree because i don't know if they yep. have choreographers like mapping this stuff out for them um, I agree with that. And if they do, I, I don't know. There's just some I, I I don't know, man. Like I can't. It's hard for I me to like put my thumb on exactly, like with the fighting, like what's going wrong in these scenarios. You know what I kind of think? I think this. You take that cliffhanger out of the episode of Hayden Christensen and or Anakin, I should say. And I bet people think a lot worse about this episode than they do now. Maybe so. Because I think that's probably the jangling keys um, for this episode is that. Because it's like, it's again, below, in my opinion, below average to average. Like, it's fine, but it's again, I'm a normie. I'm not into Star Wars lore. I don't give two ribs. I don't give a crap. And I don't want to do homework to understand what's going on. It hasn't. Why should I give a flying rip about Ezra? Yeah, I don't know who he is. I'm impressed that you remember the name, and that maybe you know maybe that's because we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. But yeah, um, you know, and then like with Thrawn, I get like he's supposed to. They're trying to do this Sauron thing with him where he's working behind the scenes, but it's just not coming through. So like as that threatening. Yeah. The. The troll room, and maybe this is a difference in age or preference, because um, they're talking about the slowness of the fights. Uh, and I agree, I think they're probably a little too slow. Um, I like that they're going, it, it's at least attempting to do more of the dueling nature of what's going on. Um, even if I don't think it it looks all that great, I it's actually something I kind of miss from the original trilogy is the way that they were fighting uh, in those. Because I mean, of course, that was hampered by the time, 
and then mm. you get the pre- the prequels, which is just like a little too over the top with all of the twirling and whirling and <laughs> you know oh, it, yeah. it's very different and of of its time. And then in um, I also agree though that the stuff from the sequels where it feels like the light their the lightsabers way way more than they should. Um, but I would I would love if there was a little bit more of the intentionality behind the lightsaber duels, uh, whether it's someone who is a lot quicker or someone more like Ray Stevens, um, Stevenson, excuse me, uh, who has more of this like broad, you know, he's using his weight in order to uh, overpower Ahsoka in that episode. Like, I think that stuff's fine. Um, I right. still think the episode sucks. I don't think that uh, some some something that's like slightly more interesting does the show any better, um, you know? And it because it, it gets totally ruined by all of the other stupid stuff that's going on in it. Like, okay, um, if Ahsoka didn't want Thrawn to return and didn't want anyone to actually be able to find him and was willing to sacrifice uh, Ezra coming back, um, despite what Sabine wants. All she had to do was destroy that stupid orb. She literally could have, when that that planet was exploding in that in that insanely ridiculous way. You know, when the the um the robots are going off, like they're about to self destruct. In was that the first episode? She could have just left it on there, let them blow the thing up, or apparently just jammed her lightsaber into it and destroyed the thing, and the plot wouldn't have had to happen. Yeah, Thrawn never would have come back. Sabine would have eventually gotten over Ezra. He hasn't been around for years at this point anyway. And the Dark Jedi would have had no reason to continue on their mission. But because the plot has to continue, the map has to survive long enough for Ray Stevenson and his pupil to be able to go do what they need to do. It's ridiculous. She could have easily just destroyed it in the first, uh, first episode, as you said, the map. But I guess... You know, to counteract that. <laughs> I mean, but she didn't really know anything about Ezra, so yeah, why wouldn't she have just destroyed it in the first place? Exactly. <laughs> Stupid dude. Um yeah. good that's a good point, David. It's I just, didn't even think about yeah, that. Dude, it's just, I was like, wait a second. I was kinda of thinking <laughs> when you first said, Well, what about Ezra? But then I was like, But wait, he doesn't un- care about Ezra. It's not important. <laughs> not it's really not important whether he is in at this point this point or not they clear the show clearly doesn't really care about him all that much it's just like it's a thing for sabine to to move forward but the the map is still like the stupidest part of the show yeah um i'm curious to see what's gonna happen now because like they're done with all of that so we're moving on to the the like race to find thrawn maybe I, i don't really know um but yeah, I, you know, it's really funny, too, because you sent me that neither right after... Huh? You said, I don't really know, and I said, neither do they. Yeah, they don't know. And it's really funny that we talked last week, and I was like, show me the people that think this show is good. Who is talking about this like it's good? And you sent me that Grace Randolph tweet. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if she counts, because... So all of the uh, five people that are watching this show, because yeah. it's like getting no numbers. I Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough with, like, internet folks, because, like... I question the credentials. You know what I mean? Yeah. I try to be honest about it. Like, I haven't really been into Star Wars since I was a kid, and I wanted Force Awakens to be the beginning of something better. 
and it wasn't, and it's gotten worse over the last, let's see, Force Awakens came out in 2017, so we're not quite at, or no, uh, no, this is, we're getting close to the 10-year mark. Uh, Force Awakens was 2015, um, but Last Jedi, I think, is, I like the way, Rag said this on, on EFAP a while back, he, he said that um, Force Awakens has soured with a lot of people over the years, but it was the last Jedi that was the actual death. So it's like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? And because and they were kind of using this analogy of like someone who, you know, w- had acid poured on them, was shot in the heart, was stabbed uh, as well, and then you're like, well, what was the thing that actually killed him? You know, it's like maybe it doesn't really matter. Um, but I, I think, I think. The Last Jedi is is the that was the death knock. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was the thing that where was a nail on the coffin. Yeah, you know because I I it it was very easy to just be to be like, look, sure the first movie has got problems. It's basically a New Hope again. Let's see what they do. Let's see where they go. And then I remember getting, dude. I remember getting out of the Last Jedi and be like, I think that movie sucked. I was and I dude, it was it was that moment for me of just being like maybe everything that I thought that I knew was not true. And I, I wonder if I still have, uh, the review that I did, um, for the podcast I was on at the time. Um, cause I think I said, oh, seen yeah. it, I think I had seen it twice before we reviewed it. I can't quite remember, but I, I was like questioning so much about that movie and went back to see it again, uh, with a friend and was like I, I was like I have to see this again. I have to know where I'm going wrong with this. Like, is it you know? I was trying to be hopeful about it at the time. Let's see where we've come from there. Um, <laughs> just seeing it again and be like, no, it's bad. I was like, this movie's bad. It's not. <laughs> I was like, I'm definitely not wrong about that. And then you know, it's it's led to where we are today, Joe. So so. Oh, Hope man. has left these lands. Yeah, and then, dude, you know, had to go see uh, Rise of Skywalker in theaters, and I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show before, but there were, like, people clapping in the theater when it ended, and I literally was like, stop clapping! Don't clap for this movie! (laughs) It's like, what's wrong with you? Oh, man. It cracks me up, man. When people Um, clap in the movie theater, I just always die laughing. Yeah. Come on, let's just watch. (laughs) Especially, it's like... uh, when someone that you know is going to be introduced and they're introduced and then everybody just goes wild, I'm like, guys, just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I we know, knew this was going to happen. It's not like yeah. it's a surprise. It's fun in some stuff, like when the crowd's really hyping things up, but it can definitely um, mess with your ability to like objectively look at something. And there's just, you have to be able to see that, like, there's a difference between having fun in the theater with something and whether it's really good or not, you know? It's kind of like with Meg 2. Like, I had fun in the theater, but yeah, the movie's not good. Yeah. You know? It's like, there is is a difference. Like, I'm not going to, if someone was like, well, was was Meg 2 good? I'd be like, no. (laughs) It's it's a lot of fun in a theater with people who are also realizing how bad this is and just kind of enjoying it for what it is. Um, Well, David... We but, always have episode five and of Ahsoka, and then also the Rings uh, of Power next year. 
wait, Ahsoka episode five and Wheel of Time next week? Is that what you meant? Uh, no, no, we have Ahsoka and then also Wheel of Time. And then we have Rings of Power to also look forward to Maybe. and Halo to look forward to next Maybe, year. man. This this writer strike. Well, no, well, I, I think guess, uh, well, with Rings of Power, it, everything had ended um, yeah, prior they, to the strike. They can't, they can't promote until the strike's over. And they're not gonna oh. put they're not gonna put that out without promotion. It'd probably and be better for them too. They're not gonna the only other thing that they might do or attempt to do is what they did with all of the super fans slash TikTokers and YouTubers who they sent on a week long vacation. Um but don't worry, they're not they weren't paid. They weren't manipulated into giving good reviews. Yeah. Don't worry, guys, that wasn't a thing. Exactly. Um, so they might do that, but then there might also be a lot of controversy with that. Within that, within those groups, because there's a lot of people who would consider that to also be like going, a, g- crossing the picket line or whatever the stupid stuff that they say is. I don't like unions, by the way. I don't know if that's been made clear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't like that. It's like y- y- you know, y- oh, I get into a union because it's supposed to make my life better, which I think in some cases. There are some people who have been in them their entire lives. They do all right. I understand that. Yeah. But look at where, like, this stuff with the writer strike is now. These people are, like, they're not working. They're upset about their wages, but, like, unless you're pretty wealthy at this point, you're not making money. Like, I don't know how you're living. It's got to be, like, government pay or something, which is a problem, right? Um, if somebody knows about that, let me know. Because I, I, I honestly don't know. Like, if you go on strike, like, can you get unemployment? Does it work like that? Ooh, that's interesting. I think so. I think you can. Which is like, oh, great. So now you're just living off of my tax dollars. (laughs) Nah, I hear you. But yeah, so not a lot to look forward to this week, but it is what it is. Maybe by some stroke of a miracle, Ahsoka Episode 5 and Will of Time Episode 5 will be amazing, but I doubt it. And uh, Jenna's right in the troll room. The UPS seems to be continuing to function properly. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the what the deal is on that end, and why none of these other ones can get their their stuff together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. I'd be curious about that. I actually don't know what the the argument in more of like a volunteer society would be, opposed to just unionizing. Or if there's really anything like against that with a group of people doing something like that in a UPS situation. Um, either that's way, interesting to think about. Yeah, that's a topic for another time. I'll I'll think about that a little bit. Maybe I'll I'll do a little research. All right. Well, let's just let's call it there. Um, let's do it. You know, every the, the 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 world continues to turn, and Ahsoka and Wheel of Time still suck. <laughs> still, what else is still new? just garbage television. Um, Create the creator at the end of the month. I am looking forward to that. Uh, oh, we got Equalizer too at some point. Yeah, at this point we may wait till that just drops on streaming. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna have time to go do that. Um, Same, but I I, I want to see the creator. I want us to talk about that. That's uh, a must, even if you have to find other methods. Because I don't know. Hopefully, it's gonna come out in a theater near you. Hopefully, um, but otherwise, if you have to find other methods, you know, I'll forgive you. Um, but I am going to go see it in theaters because it's, it, I actually, it, it's just kind of, I've mentioned it before, but like it's, 
it's kind of an important movie, not necessarily whether it's good or not, but what it kind of means for the independent market. Um, because I own the camera that that movie was filmed on. Um, so it's 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 a big deal uh, in that regard because it just it makes everything a lot more accessible to people. Kind of like what we were talking about before. Um, you know, spend a little bit like you know it's still a, a a chunk of change, but like being able to spend significantly less money and maybe putting out a product that gets picked up on a streaming service or whatever um, could change change things. So, oh yeah. All right, Joseph, you got anything else you want to add before I close this out? Hey, we have Aquaman 2 to look forward to yeah, at the end of the yeah. year. Also, thank you to producer Tyler Daniels. Tyler Daniels, yeah, just that's you reminded me of that. I saw that earlier. Yeah. Um, we'll, uh, we'll give you a shout-out at the beginning of the next show. Uh, yeah, yeah. To make up for that. But uh, thank you guys for... Uh, tuning in again to episode 150 of the underground we're not going anywhere and we hope that you don't either uh but we will see you next monday same time same place and if you are listening to this on any podcast service um remember dump apple i uh podcasts and get off of spotify and get yourself a podcasting 2.0 podcast app and move into the future like the rest of us. And until next week, y'all take it easy.